Hey everybody, it's Debt's No Honest Man Can Pay on NRM Streamcast. Thinking when I let you back in, I 
I'm trying to break your heart I am trying to break your heart You still are the lion If I said it wasn't easy I am trying to break your heart This week's show off with I Am Trying to Break Your Heart from Wilco's landmark 2002 album, Yankee Hotel Foxtrot. We celebrate today, as we are recording this on September 18th, today we celebrate the 20th anniversary of the first time the public at large were able to hear Yankee Hotel Foxtrot. So let's give you a little context. So, of course, Wilco rose from the ashes of Uncle Tupelo. Jay Farrar formed Sunvolt. Jeff Tweedy formed Wilco. 
Both Sunvolt and Wilco began as pretty much by-the-numbers alt-country bands. However, Wilco started showing signs of musical mutation as early as the second album being there. Summer Teeth showed them reaching for their Brian Wilson moment. It remains my favorite Wilco album, but it was Yankee Hotel Foxtrot that cemented Wilco's position as the American Radiohead that celebrated them breaking the chrysalis and emerging as this indie rock butterfly that none of us could have ever imagined Wilco evolving into when we first heard them on AM. So, now that we've given you the context of who Wilco is, let's give you the context of Yankee Hotel Foxtrot. Sessions began in late 2000, finished in early 2001, and you can see the creative process that produced this record. In the superlative documentary, I Am Trying to Break Your Heart, I highly recommend it. So, Wilco's label at the time, Reprise, refused to release it. They felt it wasn't finished. Wilco left a reprise. Wilco acquired the rights to the album, which is not always an easy thing to do, but they left reprise with the masters of Yankee Hotel Foxtrot, and they decided to stream it online on September 18th. 2001. I'm a huge Wilco fan, and this was streaming in the days before streaming was the thing that it is now. And it was also in a time when information didn't travel quite as quickly as it does now. So by the time it had already streamed, I was like, wait, what? And I missed that moment. So I, like all the rest of the mere mortals, had to wait until April 23rd, 2002 for my official copy of Yankee Hotel Foxtrot. In an ironic twist, in a delicious ironic twist, Wilco signed to Nonesuch Records in November 2001. Why is this important? Because both Nonesuch and Reprise were both owned by, wait for it, the AOL Time Warner conglomerate. So Reprise said to Wilco, we're not going to release this. And at the end of the day, another tentacle of the corporate behemoth that said, this is not suitable for human consumption, unleashed Yankee Hotel Foxtrot on the world as we know it anyway. And Wilco had the last laugh. Not only did Yankee Hotel Foxtrot receive widespread critical acclaim, and not only does it continue to be regarded as one of the best albums of the 2000s, but Yankee Hotel Foxtrot is also Wilco's best-selling record, having reached number 13 on the Billboard charts. Suck on that, AOL Time Warner. It's also interesting to note that this is the first album with drummer Glenn Kachi and the last with multi-instrumentalist and songwriter, the late, great Jay Bennett. With that in mind, we kick open this week's show with Wilco's I Am Trying to Break Your Heart. Tipping my hand, we'll be closing out today's show with yet another track from Yankee Hotel Foxtrot. Hey everybody, it's Debt's No Honest Man Can Pay. My name is Greenberg. Thank you so much for joining us. We're here weekly on NRM Streamcast, and right about now you're going, Greenberg, what do we got on today's show? And I am so glad you asked. We've got two major releases. Well, at least major in my eyes. We are going to spend quality time with the brand new record from Minnesota slowcore legends Low. 
They've got a brand new album out called Hey What? And we are also going to spend quality time with the superlative new record from Casey Musgraves called Starcrossed. There's been a lot of buzz around this record over the past week since it's been out. There's an accompanying film that you can watch on Paramount Plus, a nice little companion piece, if you will. All this and much, much less on today's show. But first, I want to go ahead and nerd out over the trip I took to Chicago last weekend. Ironically, I spent very little time in Chicago proper. I did fly into O'Hare. The trip was actually supposed to happen last summer. It was supposed to have happened right around the 4th of July weekend. Uh, Let's go ahead and rewind back to... February 2020, my good friend Gwenny, who I've known since 1992, reached out to me. She's an instructor at the Center for Creative Studies in Detroit. She had spent several summers pursuing her MFA in Chicago. The plan was she was going to be in Chicago during the summer of 2020, and she said, Hey, meet me in Chicago this summer. Let's go see Alanis Morissette, Garbage, and Liz Fair. I am not a huge fan of Alanis Morissette's music. I'll just go ahead and be transparent about that. Although I think Alanis Morissette is a delightful and exceptional human being. I dig garbage and I am a huge Liz Fair fan. Let's put the rock show element aside. The idea of going to a city I love to meet up with a friend that I haven't seen in ages to go see a rock show, I'm in. No further convincing needed. So I went ahead and booked my plane ticket. And within days, the company that I had worked for for nearly a decade decided, hey, let's have a reorg, which meant I was out of a job. And not only was I out of a job, but I lost my job about a week or two before my 10-year anniversary. The salt in the wound arrived a couple weeks later when this employer of mine sent me a letter saying, congratulations on your 10th anniversary. We can't wait to see what you do next. And here's a gift card for a large sum of money. I had a good laugh at that. And eventually I donated the gift card to charity. A month after I lost the job, COVID. So I like to think of the reorg as my COVID pregame. Fast forward to earlier this year, Alanis goes ahead and reschedules the tour. Gwenny and I decide it's on. It's on like the Jerry Lewis telethon. Finally, last weekend, we got to make this happen. I flew out to O'Hare. I hung out on Friday night in the delightful village of Flossmoor, Illinois with my friend Lara who was the operations manager at the station where this show was born when it was a mere mortal radio show. Got to hang out with my friends Tom and Jen. Was lucky enough to grab some pizza at the original Aurelio's in Homewood. And Saturday night, Gwenny and I got to go to the rock show in Tinley Park. I'm not even going to try to tell you what the name of the amphitheater was, because when you GPS it, It shot back a couple of different names, so I'm just going to refer to it as the amphitheater in Tinley Park. So here's the skinny. Liz Fair dropped out of the tour before the tour started. Bummer, but in her place we got Cat Power. And I've never seen Cat Power before, so it was awesome. It was great to see Cat Power. She played a lovely and subdued acoustic set 
mostly on guitar, a few songs on piano. At 30 minutes, it was short but sweet. If she had played for another 30 minutes, it would have been wonderful, but I feel lucky to have gotten the 30 minutes that we got. Up next was Garbage. I like Garbage. I like Garbage a lot. But nothing could have prepared me for how motherfucking earth-shattering awesome Garbage is live. First and foremost, Shirley Manson. She is a force of nature, channeling equal parts Patti Smith and Susie Sue and funneling them into this charismatic spell that is all her own. From the moment they hit the stage, I was transfixed. Alanis, we're celebrating the 25th anniversary of Jagged Little Pill. And as, as I said earlier, I was never really a huge fan of Alanis's music. And I feel like a horrible human being saying that. And forgive the ham-handed reference to one of Alanis's songs, but she won me over in spite of me. Here was an artist on stage so lowercase happy, so comfortable in her own skin, that it was virtually impossible to not feel that energy. With that in mind, here's a hat trick of selections that Gwenny and I, and a whole bunch of other people we don't know, enjoyed last Saturday night, September 11th, 2021, at the Amphitheater in Tinley Park, Illinois.
grinding around the globe And I'm doing this And I'm signing that And I'm trying And I'm trying
no choice but to hear you. You stated your case time and again. I thought about it. You treat me like I'm a princess. I'm not used to lying.
you've got three ways to connect with us on social media. Number one, like Debt's No Honest Man Can Pay on Facebook. Number two, follow us on Twitter at Exile on E Street. And number three, like us on Instagram at Exile on E Street. Same as Twitter, making it extra convenient. Or if you want to kick it old school, drop us an email. Debt's No Honest Man Can Pay at gmail.com. A hat trick of selections in that last set commemorating what went down last Saturday night at the amphitheater in Tinley Park as my good friend Gwenny and I got to see Alanis Morissette Garbage and Cat Power at the top of the set. Straight out of Atlanta, Cat Power's been dropping records since 1995. Ten of them, to be precise. She signed with Matador in 1996, has been with them ever since. Her latest album is 2018's Wanderer, and we heard Cat Power's interpretation of the Rolling Stones, I Can't Get No Satisfaction. That goes back to 2000 and the covers record. Smack dab in the middle of the set, Garbage, going back to 1995, their self-titled debut, and Vow, the song they kicked off their set with. Garbage was formed in 1993 in Madison, Wisconsin, the unholy union of Scottish singer Shirley Manson, formerly of the bands Angelfish and Goodbye Mr. McKenzie, plus drummer Butch Vig and guitarists Duke Erickson and Steve Marker, all three of them formerly of the bands Firetown and Spooner. And yes, I actually have memories of hearing both of those bands years before I heard of Garbage. Fun fact, touring bassist Eric Avery was one of the original members of Jane's Addiction. Butch Vig, also known for having produced Nirvana's Nevermind. At the top of the set, the evening's headliner, Canadian singer-songwriter Alanis Morissette, celebrating 25 years of Jagged Little Pill. The record dropped on June 13th, 1995. It was actually her third record, her first record to be released internationally. This was also the record that saw a shift from the dance pop of the first two records to a post-grunge alt-rock sound that would top the charts in 13 countries and sell over 33 million copies worldwide. Plus, it was nominated for nine Grammys, it won five, including Album of the Year from Alanis Morissette's Jagged Little Pill. We heard Head Over Feet. Hey everybody, it's Debt's No Honest Man Can Pay. My name is Greenberg. Thank you so much for joining us. We're here weekly on NRM Streamcast. And moving right along, we're going to spend some quality time with the brand new record from Casey Musgraves. Star Cross dropped about a week ago. It is her fifth album. The follow-up to 2018's Golden Hour, a record that made our top 10 for that year. In addition to the new record, there is a companion piece in the form of a 50-minute film that you can stream on Paramount+. Plus. Had the chance to check that out earlier this weekend. Casey describes the record as a modern-day tragedy in three acts that tells of an extremely personal journey of heartache and healing, specifically her divorce from singer-songwriter Rustin Kelly. Here's what Casey had to say to NPR about the record. I think it's interesting that we're all taught that the success of a relationship has to somehow correlate with the length of it, in that it could be a friendship, a business relationship, a marriage, or whatever. I just don't think that's fully accurate. 
you can easily say Starcrossed is a post-divorce album, which, yes, it is, factually on paper. But this album is full of a lot of love and gratitude for that person, for Rustin, for my life, and my ability to explore all the emotions as a songwriter. Early April, you walked up to me Changing colors on city streets If this was a movie 
Shimmer to me. 
virtue of the fact that you are currently listening, you need no further assistance finding the Debts No Honest Man Can Pay podcast. However, your friends may need a little assistance. In which case, be a good friend and tell them they can find us pretty much everywhere you find such things. Places like Apple, Google, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Breaker, Castro, Radio Public, CastBox, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. And while you're at it, tell them we archive every episode of the podcast, and they're conveniently found at debtsnohonestmancanpay.com, where they will also find every playlist of every episode dating back to April 2003 when we were just a mere mortal radio program. Regardless of where you get the podcast, please leave us a rating or a review. We love it. With that, let's get back to the show. A fistful of tracks in that last set from the brand new Casey Musgraves record, Starcrossed, we heard Cherry Blossom, If This Was a Movie, Breadwinner, camera roll and we wrap things up with what doesn't kill me hey everybody it's debts no honest man can pay my name is greenberg thank you so much for joining us we're here weekly on nrm streamcast and moving right along we've got a brand new record from the war on drugs to look forward to on october 29th it's the fifth album follow-up to 2017's a deeper understanding adam granduciel is the constant of the war on drugs kurt vile of course was a member of the war on drugs from 2005 through 2009 and fun fact i didn't realize this until earlier today when kurt left the war on drugs adam actually joined kurt on his first solo tour as one of the violators which leads me to wonder if there was ever a sweet spot in time when both Adam Granduciel and Steve Gunn were members of the Violators. In the meantime, here's the title track of the forthcoming album from The War on Drugs, I Don't Live Here Anymore. Road. 
you've got three ways to connect with us on social media. Number one, like Debt's No Honest Man Can Pay on Facebook. Number two, follow us on Twitter at Exile on E Street. And number three, like us on Instagram at Exile on E Street. Same as Twitter, making it extra convenient. Or if you want to kick it old school, drop us an email. Debt's No Honest Man Can Pay at gmail.com. Wrapping up that set with a brand new track from St. Vincent. It's from the original motion picture soundtrack of The Nowhere Inn. It's a brand new mockumentary psychological thriller comedy co-written by Annie Clark, a.k.a. St. Vincent, and Carrie Brownstein. They both star in the film along with Dakota Johnson. The film premiered at Sundance in January of 2020 and officially dropped on September 17th. Looking forward to watching that movie. In the meantime, we heard St. Vincent and the title track of The Nowhere Inn. Before that, brand new music from Snail Mail. Snail Mail is singer-songwriter Lindsay Jordan, who hails from Ellicott City, Maryland, which makes me insanely happy as my parents lived in Ellicott City, Maryland for several years. As a matter of fact, I spent a summer during college in Ellicott City. Snail Mail's second album, Valentine, drops on November 5th. It's the follow-up to 2018's Lush. I was lucky enough to see Snail Mail at the 2019 Hopscotch on a triple bill with Slater Kenny and Kurt Vile. At the top of the set, a band Kurt Vile used to be in, The War on Drugs, their brand new album drops on October 29th, just in time for Halloween. It's called I Don't Live Here Anymore, and we heard the title track. Hey everybody, it's Debt's No Honest Man Can Pay. My name is Greenberg. Thank you so much for joining us. We're here weekly on NRM Streamcast. Moving right along, we're going to spend some quality time with the brand new album from Low. Formed in 1993 in Duluth, Minnesota, guitarist, vocalist Alan Sparhawk and drummer vocalist Mimi Parker are the constants of Low. They've had no less than four bassists ever since. Steve Garrington, the longest running bassist, joined in 2008 and left in 2020. Low are often described as slowcore, although they are not fans of the term. They're married, have two kids, and are practicing members of the LDS Mormon Church. Fun fact, Robert Plant's a fan. He's covered two of their songs. Their brand new album is called Hey What. It's their 13th album, their 7th for Sub Pop, and the follow-up to 2018's Double Negative. It was produced by B.J. Burton, best known for his work with Bon Iver, Charlie XCX, and Lizzo. Low is a band that I've always known about, but it wasn't really until 2011's Come On that I became a fan. Low is a band of dynamics. They can be incredibly subdued and then unleash a torrent of sound. Over the past couple of records, they've infused these otherwise beautiful, gorgeous songs with noise. Not noise for noise's sake. Noise as a rhythmic device noise as a compositional element, and noise as ambience. It's not always an easy listen, but it's a listen that yields great rewards for the adventurous listener. Regardless of whether they're playing it straight or getting experimental as fuck, at the heart of every great low record are those haunting harmonies. 
Parker and Sparhawk's vocal harmonies represent perhaps the group's most distinctive element. Critic Denise Sullivan wrote that their shared vocals are as chilling as anything Graham and Emmy Lou ever conspired on, though that's not to say it's country-tinged, just straight from the heart.
get me out of the way Somebody else take the stage When you think you've seen everything If I were living in days like these Say you only take what you bring Maybe that's just the way they speak Knowing I would do Is it something that I can't see? Everybody just chased by dreams That's why we're living in days like these again
out of thought Into the price you pay To hear the morning come Keep the ghost another day I don't have to pause To feel the magic
by virtue of the fact that you are currently listening, you need no further assistance finding the Debts No Honest Man Can Pay podcast. However, your friends may need a little assistance. In which case, be a good friend and tell them they can find us pretty much everywhere you find such things. Places like Apple, Google, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Breaker, Castro, Radio Public, CastBox, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. And while you're at it, tell them we archive every episode of the podcast and they're conveniently found at debtsnohonestmancanpay.com where they will also find every playlist of every episode dating back to April 2003 when we were just a mere mortal radio program. Regardless of where you get the podcast, please leave us a rating or a review. We love it. With that, let's get back to the show. A fistful of tracks in that last set from the brand new album from Low entitled Hey What? It's been out for about a week now. From Low, we heard White Horses, I Can Wait. Days like these, more, and we wrap things up with The Price You Pay, subtitled It Must Be Wearing Off. Hey everybody, it's Debts No Honest Man Can Pay. My name is Greenberg. Thank you so much for joining us. We're here weekly on NRM Streamcast, moving right along the last full set of this week's show. Kicks off with the music of Jason Isbell in the 400 unit. Now let's uh, rewind back to last November. On November 5th, 2020, Jason Isbell announced on Twitter that if Joe Biden won the state of Georgia in the 2020 United States presidential election, he would record a charity album of covers of songs by Georgia-based artists like R.E.M. and Gladys Knight. After it was projected that Biden had won the state, Isbell reaffirmed on Twitter that he was serious and would begin work on the album shortly. Georgia Blue drops on streaming services on October 15th, with a vinyl and CD release set for Record Store Day Black Friday. Other artists covered on the record include James Brown, Indigo Girls, Otis Redding, and Cat Power. However, the album is bookended by a pair of R.E.M. covers. Here's the one that wraps up the record, Jason Isbell in the 400 unit and Driver 8. Says, take a break. 
Everybody's telling me I have no time I'll prove them wrong again Yeah, it might be all that you get Yeah, I guess this might well be it Well, heaven knows I've tried Except in an ocean's depths We're out of reach for me and you If you're coming up for air, breathing in You know I'll be there when you first begin And when everybody's telling us we have no time We'll prove them wrong again 
Cause yeah, it might be all that you get Yeah, I guess this might well be it But heaven knows I've tried
got three ways to connect with us on social media. Number one, like Debt's No Honest Man Can Pay on Facebook. Number two, follow us on Twitter at Exile on E Street. And number three, like us on Instagram at Exile on E Street. Same as Twitter, making it extra convenient. Or if you want to kick it old school, drop us an email. Debt's No Honest Man Can Pay at gmail.com. Wrapping up that last set of music with a brand new track from Toronto-based instrumental band and production team Bad Bad Not Good. They were formed in 2010 by bassist Chester Hansen, keyboardist Matthew Tavares, and drummer Andrew Sawinski. Multi-instrumentalist Leland Witte joined as a touring member in 2011 and as a full-time member in 2016. Tavares left in 2020. The group combines jazz musicianship with a hip hop production perspective and are best known for their collaborations with artists like Tyler the Creator, Daniel Caesar, Mick Jenkins, Kendrick Lamar, and Ghostface Killa. They've been nominated for four Grammys and they won two for their production work with Thundercat and Kendrick Lamar. Their brand new record, Talk Memory, drops on October 8th. It's their fifth record and the follow-up to 2016's 4. From Bad Bad Not Good's Talk Memory, we heard Beside April. Before that, Big Thief. You remember in the last episode when we played the new single, Little Things, and pondered whether this was a standalone single or the harbinger of a forthcoming album? Just to kind of give you some context, we slept on that single. It actually dropped in early August. We didn't get to it until nearly a month later. And as we belatedly dropped the needle on that one, they gone ahead and dropped yet another single. The new single's called Certainty. It came out on September 7th. The ever-prolific Big Thief released no less than two records in 2019, UFOF and Two Hands. Front person Adrian Lenker dropped two solo joints last year, songs and instrumentals. In light of the fact that we've got two singles from them within two months, I think there's a good chance we're going to see a new Big Thief record before the end of the year, or at the very least in early 2022. However, I've been wrong. I have been known to be wrong. It has happened. Before Bad Bad Not Good, before Big Thief, Jeff Tweedy, he of Wilco, who we are commemorating with our bookends this week, we heard Jeff Tweedy's rather downbeat indie interpretation of the Ted Lasso theme, a song perhaps you're more used to hearing in the more upbeat Marcus Mumford and Tom Howe version. Tweety's version appears at the beginning of episode 9 of season 2, the episode titled Beard After Hours, which so far is one of the highlights of season 2, one of my favorite episodes of the Ted Lasso run so far. As a matter of fact, as much as I love season 1, season 2 has given me two of my all-time favorite episodes, and it's really fair to say all-time favorite episodes of a show that has just two seasons under its belt. I refuse to go down that rabbit hole at this time, All I'm going to say is the season two soundtrack of Ted Lasso is streaming now exclusively on Apple Music and you can catch up on seasons one and two on Apple TV+. I highly recommend it, especially if you're jonesing for something to watch after binging Schitt's Creek. Before Bad Bad Not Good, before Big Thief, before Jeff Tweedy at the top of the set, Jason Isbell and the 400 unit from the forthcoming compilation Georgia Blue. 
and one of two REM covers that bookend that set. The compilation kicks off with Night Swimming. We heard Jason's interpretation of Driver 8. Georgia Blue drops on streaming services on October 15th with a CD and vinyl release set for Record Store Day Black Friday. Hey everybody, it's Debt's No Honest Man Can Pay. My name is Greenberg. Thank you so much for joining us. We're here weekly on NRM Streamcast. We're going to wrap things up much in the same way that we kicked things off with a track from Wilco's Yankee Hotel Foxtrot celebrating the anniversary of the very first time that Yankee Hotel Foxtrot was unleashed upon an unsuspecting world. As we said previously, the official release date was April 23rd, 2002. Again, I encourage you to watch the documentary, I'm Trying to Break Your Heart. The anniversary we're commemorating is 20 years ago today, Wilco having had their label say, nope, we're not going to release this, went ahead and said, okay, we're going to take matters into our own hands. On September 18th, 2001, put it up on their website for fans to stream. April 23rd, 2002, everybody had the chance to buy it. So, And keep in mind, this was in a day and age before streaming was the thing that it is today. We kicked off today's show with I'm Trying to Break Your Heart, we wrap up on a light note with Wilco and Heavy Metal Drummer, one of their most beloved songs. And with that, everybody have a great week. Take care, be safe, and remember, the dogs on Main Street howl, because they understand. Summer. She fell in love with the drummer She fell in love with another She fell in love